Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. I'm Doug Keck and joined by my co-host, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, for another radio edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the program that features the best of Mother Angelica's live show questions from viewers over the years and her powerful and insightful responses that still mm-hmm. resonate today, don't they, exactly, Father Joseph? Exactly, exactly. And our faith really does lead us to greater freedom, the freedom of the children of God. And that's one of the topics we'll be talking about today with Mother. Absolutely. Some other topics we'll get to. I want you to care. Prayer for customers and getting to heaven, which all of us are interested in. But first up, as you mentioned, Father, Mm -hmm. forgiving my mother and purgatory. How do those two go together? It was really good to hear this woman talk about her own experience and how it was such a heavy burden. Her mother's rejection, you know, when she was growing up, and it was something she just couldn't let go of. But when she finally said, well, I'm going to do it, (laughs) she experienced this profound freedom. And I've often said that we can let the past be a cloud that continues to hang over us for the rest of our days, or it can be dispelled completely, really, by forgiveness. It's interesting, too, I I thought with this, that Mother points out, and I think it's something that's kind of universal to many other situations, is the idea that, you know, you had this situation with an abusive mother, she talks about, but you don't know what that woman went through in her Mm -hmm. life to make her like that. Exactly. Mother had a deep understanding of that because her own mother, of course, suffered with her, her father's leaving the family. And the struggles that that brought about and even um, her mother's depressions and things and all that she went through. So sometimes we don't understand. Like everybody's carrying a cross we don't see. Everybody has perhaps some past hurts that we haven't experienced. So we can have at least more compassion. Right. And and I think with that, the the idea Mother also mentions about you can have that forgiveness it doesn't mean that you're going to become best friends again, or but mm-hmm. you have to let that part go. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, as she's pointed out, uh, the idea, and she does in this program as well, is that the best thing you can do away from, do with people <laughs> who you forgive but aren't yeah. necessarily feel like being forgiven is mm-hmm. to stay away from them. That'll just aggravate them all the more. But Mother brings out a point very important in our social media age today. That she says, people hate me, but they've never met me, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And sometimes that distance of digital media can just lead us to prejudices and hatreds that really have no foundation. Absolutely. Let's see what Mother has to say to this caller about forgiving her mother and what purgatory is about. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Yeah, where are you from? I'm from South Philadelphia. Yeah, oh, great. There's Philadelphia people here. Um, my question, sister, is, well, actually, it's a comment, sort of, I think. Um, I had, uh, my, me and my two little brothers had an abusive mom, uh-huh. as opposed to a father. Uh, it was my father who struggled. Uh, and for many, many years, being the only girl, I felt like I had to take care of my brothers. Yeah. And um, my father, I mean, my, my mother uh, rejected us, abandoned us, mm-hmm. and we basically starved. And it took me many, many years, 
even after I got married, to forgive. Mm-hmm. Uh, my relationship with my husband and my children were very strained, and I have to honestly say that my husband suffered a lot yeah. uh, because of my anger. And then when I felt that Jesus and Mary came, wanted me to come back to them, I kept being inspired to please come back to forgive my mother. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, for darn, I can't do that. I'll try. Let's see what happens. Mother, it did work. Mm-hmm. I forgave my mother. I prayed for her. I even sent to Immaculate Conception Masses for in her name. Mm-hmm. She is alive, but I feel that her and I cannot have a relationship mm-hmm. because of my residual feelings. Mm-hmm. But I love my mother. I have forgiven my mother, and as the Our Father says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm -hmm. And I feel closer to Jesus and so much closer to Our Lady that I belong to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to the Holy Face of Jesus. Well, honey, it's true. Uh, Many times... You forgive, but the person doesn't want to be forgiven. But it's important that you forgive. And it's important to pray for that person. Do good to them if the occasion arises. And that's what our Lord called love. So you do love your mother. And pray for her. You don't know what may have happened to her. We just don't. I'm appalled sometimes at the things that some women go through and men too in their early life, and it is very, gets very difficult, see? And so it takes a lot of prayer, but a lot of trust in God, see? If God forgives you in confession, then you have to forgive yourself. You, you can't go on carrying this load on you all the time. And I'm glad you did, see, that's a special grace um, from the Lord that you could forgive, and you did, you did. Some people, the most charitable thing you can do for them is stay away from them. I mean, that's the truth. Because they get mad looking at you. (laughs) They do. See? So stay away. Don't aggravate them. I mean, you can't make people love you. I mean, that's impossible. You can't make them like you either. But you don't need that. If I know God is my Father and He loves me, and Jesus loves me, and the Spirit loves me, and Our Lady is my mother, who else do I want? Now, I like all of you that love me, but those who don't, I don't care. (laughs) I don't cry over it. I feel sorry you don't love me. I love you. But I never see you, so... Somehow that didn't come out right. (laughs) See, if I saw you, maybe I'd love you. Maybe you'd love me if you saw me. Most people don't like me have never seen me. They never have, except on the TV. You don't know what a person is off TV, so you can't hate, you can't love or hate anybody on TV. That's stupid, because you never get to know them, see? So don't worry about anybody who doesn't love you. And I'm very happy. I think it's a big grace you need to thank Our Lady for that you were able to forget. And you have. Now, the fact that you just can't be buddy-buddy friends, I don't worry about that. Purgatory is going to take care of all of that. 
<laughs> and if it doesn't, the lower region won't matter. That's the simplicity of it all. There is a purgatory. And all the sincere people, like all the rest of us, who want to be good, who want to be holy, and don't make it, you got another chance. You won't get any more merit. Your glory in heaven won't increase. You know, I've always wanted to shoot an arrow into a bull's eye. Not a bull bull, but a... You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be careful what I say. But I, I never could. But they say you got to aim high. They write you aim high in the hope you make the, the center. Huh? Well, you know, we all want to have a perfect bullseye when we die. But it's okay. If you don't make it, there's a nice little warm purgatory that I find a big consolation. Because the first thing you're going to say when you get there is, I made it. <laughs> you know, you can't offend God anymore. You don't have to worry about being saved anymore. You don't have no gas, electric, telephone. <laughs> you have uh, nobody bugging you to death. You know, no virtue to practice. You don't have to hold your tongue, bite your tongue, count to ten anymore. I mean, there's just nothing there but you and a little fire and God. <laughs> Next up on the program, we move on to another topic. I want you to care is the call about somebody who's mm -hmm. suffering with uh, a lot of problems and just got a bad diagnosis. And sometimes there are no easy answers. There's no pill that's going to remedy the problem, the pain. And... Uh, my own mother has chronic pain, and it's overwhelming sometimes. You know, I spend time helping her, and um, you just want to make it better. And you try to see doctors, but there's no solution. So my mother, she will say, well, I guess I just got to offer it up, you know, which is, it's not just a cop-out, really. It's, it's really saying, yes, it can still have meaning, can still have value. Because even if there are no easy answers, there still is the answer, which is that we can unite our sufferings with Christ, and they will have a value. Well, you're just mentioning about you know people disliking Mother because they know her just through the tube, and she talks mm -hmm. about here about how much she'd like to, in, in situations like this, reach through the tube and be able to, to mm -hmm. basically hug and, yeah. and, and make this person realize mm -hmm. that through all of it, Jesus still loves them. And you know, the Lord could give them a hug. And I think Mother's own desire to do that that they had to experience in some way a consolation from the Lord. So he's able to be present even when we physically can't be present. If we're praying for someone, then the Lord will give them a special consolation in some way to help them. Right. The topic, I want you to care. We have another prayer call. Hello? Hello? What is your prayer? Uh, I just came back from the doctor's. I have vasculitis that I have fought for two years now, and I'm on prednisone. The first time I had it, uh, they did all the tests and everything and took good care of me because I had insurance. In the last year, I lost my insurance, mm 
and now it's attacking my uh, bladder and my bowels where I'm bleeding. The sores are not healing, and the doctor said he just took care of it, and he said, well, I can't do anything more because you don't, it, it's too expensive. And my heart just dropped because I am willing to work. I work with sick people as a nurse, and sometimes I'm in more pain than they are, and I accept it. And right now, it just seems like I only have maybe two or three days of work a month. And my medications alone run me $400 a month. And I just have had such a faith in you know, the Holy Eucharist. And just yeah. the help was always there. And just coming away from that doctor, it seemed to just uh, destroy so much in me. I know. Yeah, it's just such a heartache for those that need. She has to work and 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 support herself. And you see, a a diagnosis like that is devastating, isn't it, huh? And you wonder what to say to people like that. You know, you'd like to just go out through that tube and and just give them a big hug and just wrap them in your arms and just assure them that they are loved by God. And I know sometimes you say, well, I'm glad I'm loved by God, but what do I do now? We have to remember sometime that maybe we need to support a little bit better those of us that can, uh, these charitable organizations that support people like this woman and help people like this woman. But see, it doesn't take away from her that loneliness, the loneliness of being sick and without a job. I hope this program tonight isn't, you know, kind of, well, discouraging to you. I, but I just want you to feel. Television in general is a very unfeeling medium. It, it uh, gives you sometimes the wrong kind of feelings, but it doesn't have that compassion. It saps the goodness out of you. I want you to know, those of you that are nice in nice living rooms now and, and have everything and, and sometimes don't care about anyone else, but I want you to hear these people who cry who are desperate, and there's no door open for them. See, except prayer. Prayer and their faith in God. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica answering the call. Doug Keck, of course, with our chaplain here at EWTN, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Our next call has to do with someone who's actually praying for customers. Mm. Business is tough. Yeah, and we all, I think, have experienced those frustrations where you've done everything you think is good and even prayed and you've tried to do the right thing and it just isn't working out. 
And I think we all need to reach that point where we're ready to give up, but we don't. And when we persevere, we will see God's providence. So we have those frustrating events, and like I said, we can reach, be at the end of our rope, ready to just throw in the towel, but we don't. Through God's grace, we don't. And we will see his providence in one way or another. Right, and, and the other thing I thought was pointed out in, in this call where, where Mother talks about the idea of seeing people around you, uh, family, friends, others who are eking out a living, and, and mm-hmm. that you have to make sure that you're sensitive to that, to realize how much God has given you, mm-hmm. and, and to be sensitive to that situation and reach out to those who need help. Yeah, a number of these programs that we've been uh, covering here It's to help people to understand other people's sufferings. It seemed like that was something dear to Mother's heart, that we can understand other people's needs or struggles and try to be helpful. Right, and to realize that uh, sometimes in our our cold world we can kind of blame people for their own problems. Mm -hmm. And, And the point with this is, from a Catholic perspective, the fact that whether things are going bad or good for you has nothing to do with your faith. Yes, so it's for each of us to say, well, how can I be a remedy for somebody else's situation? And each of us can do that, regardless of our own circumstances. In some way, we can be a consolation to others and their needs. In this case, we can pray for customers. We have a a prayer call. Hello? Yes, uh, Mother Angelica, I would like you to pray for me because I lost my job uh, this last year back, and I went to school to get a... Uh, um, a degree and something so I could work. So I, I took up designing and dressmaking. And ever since I graduated, I bought some machines and everything, but I haven't had no clientele or nothing. Uh. And I prayed the rosary real hard, and I prayed to the Lord to even send somebody so I could make a dress so I could get some money. Yeah. And, um, but I, it, it doesn't seem I have even done advertisement, and I haven't seen that, that there's nobody. And to see if you could intercede and pray for me for that, for that. What is your first name, honey? My name is Marisol. Okay. Let's let's pray. See, this is a desperate situation, and this woman has done all she can to make a living, and then now now she just can't can't make it. See, Lord Jesus, we ask that you look upon this thy daughter. And give her customers, Lord, so that she can make a living. She's been trained, and she's got her machines, and and she's made ads and papers, and nobody wants anything made. It's a kind of despairing situation, Lord. So I ask that you would give her strength and courage, and don't let her despair. Let her know that you are God of all. And because you're God of all, you can do all things and nothing is impossible to you. So we all ask, Lord, as a nation and as a group here, you have promised us that where there are two or more, you would be in our midst. And there are many here. So I ask, Lord, that you give this woman a job. Give her the work. And those of us who are so blessed have the responsibility uh, to help those who are trying to eke out a living. 
It's very important that you care for your neighbor. And you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And some of you can have a dressmate. Then please do. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. You know, that's an example of frustration, absolute frustration, and not a place to go. You know, see, you can feel that desperation in her heart. And there are many people like that. And when you go to bed at night, you get a nice, a nice job in a, a warm bed and food in your refrigerator. Think about a woman like that who's just trying to make some food on the table. Think about the people who don't have a job. And closing out this week's program, the topic we're all interested in, getting to heaven. In this mm -hmm. case, uh, a non-Catholic Baptist called and asked Mother about it. Yeah, no, it's interesting that Mother says we all have to seek the truth. And there was a Baptist minister just about 15 miles from here, a very good preacher and so on, who kept coming to the chapel here, felt being called to the Catholic Church, and he was seeking the truth. And he had an obstacle in devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, and, and the Lord opened his eyes when he was here, and Mother and the sisters were still praying, and they had adoration, and now he's a priest. So, yes, we have an obligation to seek the truth, but also then to embrace it. Right, and we have our own little Catholic EWTN GPS, Grace, Prayer, and the Sacraments, which helps people yes. on their way. And I think sometimes people have been heard, well, Catholics are into works righteousness, they're mm -hmm. working their way to heaven. And yeah. Mother shows how that's really about that grace and, and loving your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the sacraments really are a great benefit to us. So it's unfortunate for those who don't have them, that don't realize the power of the sacraments in which we encounter the risen Lord and he imparts his divine life to us to assist us on the road to heaven. Right, and let's see what Mother says about getting to heaven. We have a call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? I'm calling from Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, good. What is your question? I have a question. Um, first of all, I might state that I'm a Baptist. That's all right. And um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a question on what you believe is the way to heaven. You what? What is... What is your thought on the way to, uh, way the person gets to heaven? Well, that's not hard to, to know. I'm sure you know. As a good Baptist, you know this book inside out. You know this book inside out. I must obey the laws of God. I must be faithful to the Lord. I must believe what he said. As a Catholic, I must believe in the Holy Father, in the magisterium of the Church. I must have that deep faith in the sacraments that no one can shake. You as a Baptist have to seek the truth. You must seek the truth. If you have any doubt about your religion, you must seek the truth. You must follow the laws of the Lord. Do your work for him. 
Do everything you do for him. Radiate Jesus to your neighbor. It's a sure path to heaven. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.